Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I'm going to have me a float float. Mm, I like floats. <laughs> Does it have ice cream in it? No, I don't think it's that type of float. Ah, what a shame. I think it's, a, well, the description on it says, cloud people float at their own pace. <laughs> this is what it says. I'm not lying. Cloud people float at their own pace in a land far, far away from here. In this magical place, things aren't what they seem. Or are they? Yes, Yes, they are. <laughs> Whatever that means, so I reassuring. don't know. But anyways, <laughs> that's intriguing enough for me to try it. But this is by a, a Dutch Bag <laughs> Dutch Bag Brewing Company. I like that, Dutch, Dutch Bag. Dutch Bag. This is in Chicago, Illinois. I've actually been to Chicago before. Oh, yeah. Once before. Or you've been a, or you said only once? I think I've only been to the city once. And I remember it was during the winter because I remember Christmas was coming mm-hmm. up. Cold and I remember, winters. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terribly cold. That's the one thing I remember about it. Frigid. They call it, they call it the Windy City, mm-hmm. and it's frigid. I mean, they're winters. not. But you know what's so weird is that being up there and as cold as it was, and that and that wind coming off the Great Lake, I was freezing. I mean, I had like several layers on. And I was still freezing walking around. But you know, everybody else. It seemed like you could tell the people who lived there were used to it because they were just walking around and like you know, like it was nothing. They were used to it. They were know. enjoying it. They were fair weather. <laughs> they were Dave. used to it. They were they were Northerners. They're both for that. I lotioned up for windburn. <laughs> windburn. I don't know if I've ever gotten that before. Where I live, <laughs> where I live, there's a lot of wind, and I have out when I've been out mowing before. Yeah. And it, I mean, it feels a lot like sunburn. I mean, literally, it's just wind blowing against you so hard. It kind of like I smacks wonder what, your face. I was going to say, I wonder what causes wind burn. Is it like the friction of the air? Oh, it's got to be. Is it like, I'm does assuming. it dry your skin out? Or oh, oh what yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. It'll oh, dry okay, you out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's just like the wind's just like beating the shit out of you. It just As with sunburn, you. you're literally being cooked. You're being microwaved, essentially. <laughs> right. I mean, if you think about it, it's like you're getting irradiated right out there in the <laughs> people like people think about how this is one of those bizarre things human beings do. Let's oh, lay we out do a lot of weird things. Get irradiated for hours, or, and I want to purposely, I want to purposely microwave myself, right? So I, can, so I can get darker or whatever. Or you can, or you can go to the, uh, you know, to the the tubular. Uh, oh yeah, the, the tubular, uh, manufactured sunlight, right? right? The manufactured sunlight, <laughs> where it has the the lights in it that that fry you. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't like any of it. It sounds so, man. I don't know if you ever seen um, what's the movie where the girls get trapped in the sun, the suntan bed or whatever. Oh, is that remember. like Final it's Destination? Yeah, something. It's something like that. It's one of those movies. I just remember that's always uh, uh, that's always a crazy scene because they get fried in the sunbeds or whatever. Oh, we but love watching It's one of those gory movies, yeah. We love watching ourselves be killed on... on, on <laughs> hey, we've talked about that, how humans get a rush off that weird shit. I know, we did actually. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. the more tense or the more shocking <laughs> it is, the bigger the... you know, the Yeah, bigger the pump. cooker in the... Kill them. <laughs> cooker in the sunbed, Yeah. You were t- we were we were t- talking about weird things that human beings do. You brought up you know a, a, actually a pretty big topic that's going on right now. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, a very controversial topic. <laughs> controversy. Prepare to hear some controversy. Controversial. Not, well, no, you were actually bringing it up because I mean it is a really big it's a really mm-hmm. big thing that's that's being discussed right now. But it's uh, you know the Roe Which versus I- Wade. 
Right, right. Which uh, I think me and you try to always look at things objectively. And you know what? You, I, always, to, yeah. I always feel like me and you come out with answers that, that nobody likes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that sounds convenient. Right. <laughs> that sounds like one of those convenient answers. You know, I mean, you just got to do what you, you know. You ever seen that guy? He's the comedian. Why don't, he's got why the, don't we all just get along? I mean, why, why doesn't everybody just get along? I think it's a great idea. And we could just, you know, hold hands and, and play good guitar together right, and, you know. Right. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's. Uh, I guess we don't have a narrative. Let's just put it that way. We, we don't, don't have a narrative. We don't have a dog in any race. <laughs> Me and you. Don't. As you can tell, there's no narrative to this we show. We just don't care. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, you know, we were talking about it, and we kind of brought up some interesting well, so, thoughts. So, well, it's always interesting because we, when me and you have conversations before mm-hmm. the show, a lot of times, like the conversations we're having don't traditionally follow the type of conversations you expect with it. So when me and you were talking about Roe versus Wade, we weren't talking about you know, is it ethical to abort human children, right? We took a, we took a little bit we deeper went, We went in a whole other direction that's, that's, with it. I'm assuming that's what you're, that's right. what you're getting at. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the thing that, that I found interesting about the whole topic, though, was because, I, for me, I try to take a very objective view about everything. So whenever I take, an, you know, in order to have that, I believe I need to, under, I need to deeply understand both sides of an argument. I mean, I think anybody can agree that's probably the best way to gain yeah. perspective. And my issue is I don't really agree with either side, yet I agree with both of them. Hmm. And the reason that is is Convenient be- answer. Absolutely. <laughs> right. I mean, I kind of no, agree with both of them. Go ahead. I mean, I see everybody. Well, you know, I see. I see. <laughs> you hear people say that. People, right. hear, people who are too scared to tell you their real opinion. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, but I get it. I, I get why other people, you know, you know, they'll you know, they, so. they kind of look at you to see how you react to see right. which side they, uh, you know, I'm, you know what I'm I cool do. With it. But I mean, I, I think it's kind of bad too, you know. Yeah, just lock eyes with them and wait. Don't give what them do anything. Think? Just what do you really them. think when they ask you what do you think about this? Just look back at them dead <laughs> in the eye and say, "What do you think I think about that?" Uh, sweat beads. Uh, I don't want to know anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> No, then don't fucking ask. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's obviously the the side that says, you know, my body, my choice, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the common phrase that's used. It's it, people who generally believe that they should have the right to choose what they do mm-hmm. with themselves. And mm-hmm. I think I think most people can agree with that to a certain spectrum. The point is, is the, the other side of the argument is more or less, to me, it's almost kind of like a, a, an argument of, of spiritual nature. A lot of times you'll notice, like religious institutions or, or more conservative yeah. thinking, will side with this. You know, we'll, we'll stick with the side mm-hmm. of you know, it, it's a life though. Mm-hmm. You know, life is precious. For us to snuff it out in such a manner, to do it so brutally, to prevent something so beautiful from happening, it's you know, it's essentially it's a crime against our species. So yes, you can you can look at both sides and see there's very intense, passionate feelings mm-hmm. towards it. But my issue with the whole thing was. It doesn't make sense to me that we're debating whether it's ethical or not to do this with our own species, yet we do this with all kinds mm. of other species. Mm. Yeah. Like we do this all like like all liter- the time. we were talking I was I was giving an example like veal. Mm. Like yeah. veal is baby calf. Now, yes, it's not like a it's it's not like a fetus or whatever, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, we're it's we're, actually it's we're it's, butchering it's, an infant. I mean, that's what right. we're doing. Eggs, you know, not unfertilized eggs. The yolk right. is what feeds a fetus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like so. I mean, you can make these really interesting comparisons. Some of them maybe don't directly correlate, but what I find interesting is I believe that even if we're aborting the fetus of an animal. I believe we do it without any type of any form of deeper thinking outside of when it comes to a human child. The finished product. So when it comes to a human child, 
the, the thinking becomes radically different, though, because a human life to us is seen as potentially something bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Something greater than our species that we cohabitate this planet with. So it's just so interesting because to me it almost feels like it's a very narcissistic argument to sit there and debate whether a human life is more precious, how little empathy or caring we show for the other species that we kill the infant Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally, you know, think about it, killing, not, not even just killing, a, you know, a child or a fetus, but killing each other, period, is seen as oh, a horrendous right, right, act. Right. We can have literal slaughterhouses where animals <laughs> right. are just all day killed, you know, ripped apart by machinery and right. turned into meat. But Hitler starts a concentration camp and starts and it was, it it starts was, his slaughterhouses of, of people. Exactly. We've got to go, I mean, this is you can't have that. And it that. was a heinous act. So, right. you know, yeah, you can make that comparison through a lot of things. Why do we hold ourselves so much higher and so much more valuable? Why do we not think of everything in this world as being on the same level. Hey, let, let me give you a real quick mind bender because you mm. just prompted a thought. What if when we're seeing in movies like those the re- the re- those horrific reenactions mm. of like the Holocaust, what if when we're watching that, that's like a human perspective of, of what happens to animals, except they never get liberated. <laughs> it just keeps going on and on. Right, well, it's like... twisted, not endless reality mm-hmm. of... Of, of animal species going... I mean, literally, that's what slaughterhouses, they're shuffled into to pens. And, right. and hey, this all being said, me and you aren't even like... We're not we're not animal activists. We're not vegans. <laughs> like, I love burgers and steak. <laughs> I love it. I'll never deny that. I love animals, but, but I, I will but say I'm, I do eat... I, I'm not oh, vegan. I, I do chicken. eat animal Man, products. I eat chicken every day. Uh, no. But, but uh, it's no. just... No, but I mean, me and right. you, we like to really poke and prod at these, these types of conversations well, because we try to push it... To a deeper level, I think. Well, I mean, a lot of times that's where, I know for me, that's where my curiosity a lot of time for humanity starts is with me. I'm looking at myself thinking, why do I do this? Right. I love my dogs to death. I would, I, I would, I mean, it, I would seriously, you would see a grown man cry if anything ever happened to my dog. Absolutely. But I have no problem sitting down, like you said, and eating a steak. Knowing <laughs> that some right. animal's life was taken for me to be able to have that state. I'm like, well, it's weird. I'm like, why, why do I treat some animals like, oh, but look at it. It's so beautiful. Right, My right. puppies are so beautiful, you know. Oh, that cow over here. Yeah, that's okay. You can kill that thing. It stinks. You can get rid of that. It tastes good. I don't know. It's weird, man. Well, it's also kind of like, it's funny you say that because it's also kind of, that's kind of like how my experience with the French Bulldogs have been. Because oh. I've got one. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I've got one. My, my, my daughter has a, I got one for her. And um, oh, she loves them. <laughs> And and he's and it blows my mind because he's literally like a um, he's a like gremlin. a he's like a dog and a pig mixed together. <laughs> That's literally what French bulldogs are, and they're they're a, it's it's this certain breed of dogs that people mm-hmm. absolutely lose their minds over. And these dogs have so many like genetic defects; mm-hmm. they can't breathe. Yeah. They're the one, they kind of look like pugs. If you if you don't know what a French bulldog is, it's kind of like a pug, but it's got like it's like a miniature Short bulldog. Snout, yeah. It's got you know it's got a flat man. He can't breathe. They hobble around. You know, yeah, they're always yeah. It's just so funny because they're these little genetic gremlin. You know, these little they mutated are, like, gremlin dogs. Oh, yeah, and people love them and they lose yeah, their minds over. Them. And then at the same time, they'll pay massive amounts of money for these dogs. I'm talking like. Two to to five thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, I got mine wow. from a rescue, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay anything. But um, it's funny that they'll do that. Yet <laughs> there's so many dogs at at the pound. Right. <laughs> I'm right. like the pound is always full. Just go get a dog from the pound, man. <laughs> no, I want the mutated dog. That's right. <laughs> 
I want the specially. I want the hey, I want this. I want the human specially modified dog. I don't hey. want the real. I don't want the mutt. Hey, you I'll tell I'll tell you an interesting <laughs> right. No, exactly right. I want I want I want the pure breed. Yeah, I want the uh. inbred. I'll tell you something that's interesting. If this tells you anything about human nature, that dog is hands down my daughter's favorite dog. Out of mm. all three dogs that I've got, loves that dog more than anything. And the other dogs, mind you, are very like they're they you, you they you can't beat their temperament. I mean, they are the best mm. dogs in the world. They're they're they one of them sleeps all day, and you can only just <laughs> lay on him. He's a giant pillow, and she loves him to death. The other one's a little bit he's he's younger. He's a little bit more energetic, um, you know. And he's great for you know. She loves playing with him, but she hands down she hands down mm. loves her pig dog. She, why, why does she? What does she love about that dog in particular? Well, it's it's. She thinks he's cute. That's what she says all the time. <laughs> he's so he's so cute, Daddy. He's so cute. And I'm like, man, that's hand, that's probably that's one of the is. ugliest that's... dogs I've ever seen. It's so that's it's so ugly. Well, you know why you think it's ugly though? Because you look at it as a genetically <laughs> deformed creature. As other people see it as a like you said, it's a little. Like on the movie, the Gremlins, right. little furry. You know what was the name? Oh, I don't. Uh, oh, Gizmo or Gizmo. something. Gizmo, yeah. So like yeah. everybody wants a Gizmo, right? So that now, now we've created Gizmos. You hey, can buy them for eight hundred dollars a piece. Hey, Chris, French, <laughs> French bulldogs are. I've never heard of this before. They are exercise intolerant. Have you ever heard of that? It, like me. <laughs> right, right. No, I've never heard the exercise. I'm not joking. So, I'm like, not... because it's like it's bad for their health, or they can't physically do it, or what? They have physical issues, like playing for long. Can't push their heart. Right, they overheat. They <laughs> oh overheat like 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 any. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like they overheat. They overheat like like in seconds. Oh, it's crazy. Oh man, the moment they get to start running, their tongues are hanging oh out. Oh my god. Yeah, so I mean, you have to be, you have to kind of be delicate with these mm-hmm. creatures, and and I will give, I will say one thing about it though, while having this dog, he is hands down the most sociable dog you will ever have though. Loves mm. people, loves kids. You know, he gets a little possessive of his toys, but outside of that, he is, it is, it is the easiest dog to take with you anywhere because they're exercise intolerant. Mm-hmm. They don't right. want to chase stuff. They don't. You're wanna... not going to have to run after it. No, and... I mean, I mean, I've seen people like walk around with him, not even on leashes and stuff. They just like trot beside him, and whenever you stop, they'll sit down right beside you because he falls, he follows you all over the house. It doesn't My matter. Minion. He can be in it's a your little deep, minion. He can be in the deepest sleep because they snore so loud. <laughs> and then you'll go into the next room, and literally he'll 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 just come out of that deep sleep and huff over to you, sit back down, and go back to sleep. <laughs> as long as they're right beside you, they're they're extremely um, codependent. They're still codependent. They're extremely codependent on people. So, but anyways, yeah, man, it's just weird how as as humans we do all this weird shit to animals. <laughs> we use them for lotion experiments, and you know, vivisections, and we cut toads open to see how. You know they work and everything. We well, even said that even in in like book uh, religious texts like the Bible, it claims that. Well, a lot of people will revert to stuff like that and say, "Well, man was given dominion over the animals." But right. you you made a statement that you feel like you I, your I inter- your interpretation that seems to be very different than everybody else. Everybody else seems to take dominion as though we're above the animals; they're here as right. our resources, I guess. But you take it as a very different meaning. And I kind of agree yes. with you at that on that. Yeah, no, yeah. To to me, I think it's one of the most misinterpreted lines in the Bible because I believe man being granted dominion over the creature over over animals is more or less a way of saying that we have a responsibility to them mm. because we have higher intelligence because we are aware we should we're use, the keepers. Ex- we're the keepers of the planet essentially. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and it's so Captain fun. Planet. <laughs> a symbol. A symbol. See how cool it would have been if human beings just like got together and we were like, we were literally going to be the defenders of the planet. I don't know. In in, in some multiverse just, that happened, right? Instead, yeah. Some, instead, in some instead, uh, instead, we just consume it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, th- I think we, we were talking about like the concept of how we consume food. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about animals themselves, how we consume animals. <clears throat> but you know, there was there was a point in time where even though we were expanding and growing as a species, you know, I mean, it was still very naturalistic. How we were, mm. how we were killing animals. We were going out to the woods. We were hunting them. Mm. Just it was like, probably more on a survival like sure level than sure. than manufactured, right? Well, I mean, if you think <laughs> about it, if you think about how we're built, what I would say is because of how we're built, I feel that bringing weapons to the fight is fair. Like I think it's well, fair well, because we as a species can't run like a dog can. Right. So, so I it, uh, there's a big difference between going to a large slaughterhouse. Right. Where the animals, are, there's nothing they can do. They're literally just, that's what they're there for. Right. They're going to be herded into the, the machine or Systematically whatever. slaughtered, but, right. you know, somebody who goes hunting, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we've got human advantages. We can put out, you know, we can mask our sins. But we can, still We've got our high power. But there's a lot of people that go out and never get that book they've been it. trying to get, right? right? So, so it's a little more even playing field that, yeah, we bring our human stuff into it, but we're doing it in the animal's Background or uh, backyard, you know what I'm saying? We, right. They have just as much chance, and there's actually a lot of danger for us being out there in the wilderness because we're we're not in the protection of humanity. We're out right. in the wilderness, we're out in nature again, right? So think about <laughs> it. As time's gone on, we've gravitated away from that. Mm-hmm. That's become inconvenient. Well, that's hard. Right? It takes too much time. <laughs> Who wants to get up and sit in a right. tree and wait for their dinner all day, right? So now, because we've grown, we've grown to such a size that really the only way for a lot of us to be fit, like, I just don't see us all doing that. I don't see every mm. single person on this planet <laughs> going out at different times of the day to catch live, I mean, there would be people that wouldn't eat for weeks. Yeah. I mean, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way that would happen. So for us, we have to systematically do that to to species. We choose pigs, we choose cows. You know, I mean, we're not going out getting lions and doing this stuff. Right. You know, I mean, we're getting the easy ones. We're getting well, easy Well, I prey. think, too, like at some point, We've even had to stop ourselves from hunting certain animals because we've literally almost driven yeah, entire kill species into right. extinction over it. We're going to wipe their asses <laughs> out. Yeah, you're right. But it's such a it's such a fascinating take to see these arguments about uh, what as humans should be ethical, should be considered ethical or not ethical, and we don't put any second thought in it with other species on this planet. And I'm not talking about pigs specifically. I'm not talking about cows. I'm not talking about worms. I'm talking about any of them. Mm-hmm. Any of them at all. And I just think that's a really interesting thing. I know there's like the pro animal. What you were saying, like PETA or something. <laughs> PETA. Well, um, I mean, uh, yeah, there are there are people. Right. I mean, I would say we're not the only people that have thought about that. And there are people that right. do stand. I mean, you had Joaquin Phoenix that was on his uh, I didn't acceptance that. speech for the the Joker movie or where he got an award. I can't remember. Oh, gosh, I can't remember. Oh, Golden Globe. Great not, movie. not the Golden oh, Globe. Whatever movie, it was. Yeah. He, he won an award, and that's actually what his speech was, was talking about how he was speaking for the ones who can't speak for themselves. Because mm-hmm. he's an advocate. He's a, he's a vegan. He doesn't eat any, any Never knew products. that. Yep. I love Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Never knew that. So there are people who do vegan. actively have yeah. ha- have kind of come to that realization and do think differently about it and say, hey, right. as a species, we need to sort of look at this a little differently and think about our impact and, and why do we not 
you know, why do we treat that life any less than ours, right? Man, I think about that, but but now I'm like, man, I really fucking like bacon. I'm like, I'm selfish as fuck. I'm selfish. But Look you at know, that, if you grew up I in a society bacon. where you never ate animal meat, would you ever know the love of bacon? That, that's right? a good point. It's so, kind of like so. Let me you, ask you this: okay. Would it could it simply be a matter of choice? Could maybe it could maybe as a society we create a system where we say, hey, listen. If you want to eat meat, that's fine, but you got to do it in the traditional manner. You got to do it on a playing field to where the animals have a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell in Kentucky, everybody would eat fucking feast, man. We'd be mm-hmm. great because everybody hunts <laughs> here. But in other places, they would maybe choose the vegan. But you know, we're we're going to discontinue slaughtering animals in mass mm-hmm. and you know all this kind of stuff or whatever. I would be curious to see how that would how many vegans I mean, I think, that would create. I, well, I think <laughs> I think that would be a great idea, but there's so much industry now that you would have to fight through. I mean, in, in today's world. Oh like, no, no, that was purely yeah. hypothetical. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying like now it's become such an industry saying, that, that you're not going to you know how, too much money. You right? can't shut down the meat market. Uh, there was a book uh, uh, I can't remember who we wrote made it. four billion dollars last year. You peasant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chris, as always, it's been good. Absolutely. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms. And you can check us out on any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.